This week on Novel Predictions, Kales doesn't want to record the episode. Are you ready to get started? No, I'm still stalling. Should, is there more people nope. I can thank? Is there like a I whole don't think list so. I we think can you get thanked going every person on? in the universe? Oh my god. <laughs> you did oh my god so thank you for joining us on novel predictions uh this is a podcast where friends torture each other i love that that's become like our little slogan long line thing but really it's not torture it's actually just a ton of fun where one of us picks a book to read for the month that they've already read and the other one has not and we read the first five chapters and try and make predictions about what we think is going to happen. Try is we... the operative word. Yes. And then we read the rest of the book and see if those predictions are true. And sometimes we're really good at it. And sometimes we're not. Yeah. Sometimes it's very bad. Like this month. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you haven't listened to our first episode about Poison Study, you should go back and do that. Um because it's humiliating and and so humiliating. <laughs> I tried, though. At least, like, can I say, like, my story made sense. There was coherency. Yeah, you wrote a great story. And I, I wrote a great story. <laughs> it just story. wasn't the right one. No, it was not at, at all. Um, no, it was so bad. This is the first time it's been this bad. Well, it's only the third episode. It, the third book. It's not the third episode. It's the third book. Um, it's our third review episode, though. Yeah. Um, so that's what this episode is. And if you like what we do here, if you think we're funny um, or silly or you just enjoy listening to the sound of our voices, then <laughs> So <shut> sultry. <laughs> so sultry. I can't do sultry. Um, I tried. But if you like uh, anything about this podcast, please go on uh, Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Rate us a review. We really appreciate it and are so grateful uh, for you guys listening out there because we know we're not shouting completely into the void. So that's awesome. And uh, thank you to everyone who has already given us awesome five-star reviews, who's followed us on Twitter and on Instagram and you know, and for all those awesome podcasts that have like put up our promos and stuff. And we thank you guys and love being a part of this like lit podcast community. So it's awesome. Are you ready to get started? No, I'm still stalling. Should, is there more people nope. I can thank? Is there like a I whole don't think list so. we I think can get going every person on? in the universe. Oh my God. Okay. So, God, so, we read Poison Study. We read Poison Study. Kales, give me your uh first impression well your final impressions i suppose so i ended up oh god okay so for those of you who don't know um in case you haven't read poison study um hashtag spoilers oh yeah um, big spoilers are, coming yeah we are we are big fans of spoilers here hashtag spoilers say that every time yeah i know i don't care i'm just like making a note for our future selves. oh are you okay because we, we should probably say. say it every time yeah there will be spoilers um in every episode deal with it uh but yeah specifically Spoilers for Poison Study um, by Maria V. Schneider. Maria V. Schneider. And this is the first in a fantasy series, right? Allison, you want to give us just a quick, quick summary for somebody who may not have heard of this book? Sure. So Poison Study is the first in a trilogy that then was extended into a six book series. For the moolah. For, well. It's not that popular, so probably not for the moolah. It does have star reviews, but. Yeah, still. It came out in like 2005. 
It did come out in 2005. Um, Jesus Christ, that's over 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, that would be 13 years ago. Oh my God. Almost 14. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> now that we thought about how old we are, uh, Poison Study is about a woman named Elena who is imprisoned for the murder of her benefactor, which she readily admits to. And she you is ought to harp on that point. Yes, I do. Um, she readily admits to his murder. So there's no contest- contesting that. But she um, she's offered the opportunity to, instead of being executed, be the military dictator's uh, of this land's poison tester. So she is trained by the spy master Balak and does her stuff and <laughs> magic pops up there later. Is, there is magic in this universe, but it's illegal in this country. And so, of course, our protagonist has magic. Um, and <laughs> there is romance and there is intrigue and there is betrayal. And none of the things that Kale said, those, no, wait, stop. All the things that Kale said happened, just the wrong people yes. were involved. Because that's the thing, is that I did make a small list of, like, things I got right. And I should have typed it up, but I wrote it down after I finished the book because I was in such a rage of, like, oh, fucking <laughs> A, I just got this wrong. And the whole time I'm reading this book, it's just, like, sheer disappointment. Um but I did make a small list and it's like five things, but they're so general that it's like, it's not, it's like almost not even worth it, but we can go over those things I got right later when we get to the questions and stuff. So, um, why, uh, what, what did you think rereading this book again? Or are you wanting to me to do my impressions first? Um, no, I can go first. Um, I love this book and I was happy when I was rereading it, which makes me so happy because I was very unhappy the first book re- when we read Aragon and then I was very sad when we read Fault in Our Stars. So You needed a break. You deserved a break. I needed a mental break. Yeah. Um, and then the book I'm going to announce for next month, you're probably going to need another one. So. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Allison doesn't know the book that I'm going to pick for her next month. Uh, I won't know until the end of this episode. Nope, and neither will our audience. So, yeah. Sucks to suck. Gotta listen to it all. <laughs> Unless you want to be one of those sleazy people that just hits the 15 button over and over again until you hit to the end. and It would be boring. That would be really boring. It's not the most exciting part of the podcast. Don't no, do that. No, it's not. I promise. Um, anyway, so yeah. I was really happy with it. There were definitely some things that I probably hadn't thought about before because I was reading it more closely. But um, overall, I still really like the world. I still love her writing. It's beautiful. I still... I think <laughs> I think the relationship in it is a little bit forced but it cuz because I've read I'm uh, nodding because, vigorously because I'm, I have a problem with this relationship. Well, but because I've read all the other books like I have been in their relationship a lot longer and so I'm like, but it gets so much more. So, but other overall I was like very happy. It's still a five star for me. So, when I read this book, I gave it eventually a three out of five stars, which is not terrible from me. I mean, I liked it. It was fine. And, you know, honestly, I really liked the book in the beginning. Like, it had dynamic and mysterious characters, and it was really intriguing how, you know, it was like, did Yelena really kill him? And she admitted to it, and and how does this magic system work? Because you know magic is coming, but it doesn't really show itself until much until later into the book it's not prominent and you know it was a little slow for the characters to build but I was okay with it I was like I'm on this journey let's just go and I was really interested to see the development of it all but about two-thirds of the way through it just fell flat for me I was like oh my god I'm bored 
that just like a lot of the training sequences and stuff i was just not having it and when she was learning to fight yeah and then it was like when they were heading back to basil's manor and that whole thing i just by that point i was just like oh god i'm done and i know like a lot of the time elena was you know learning how to defend and save herself and she was kind of learning about her powers and the study of poisons, but I still felt like that Valak came to her rescue every single motherfucking time. And even at the end, she's not the one who kills anybody. He is. And it's just Well, like, she does kill like four people. Yeah, but I'm still, I still think that he saves her like in the nick of time for everything. And it's just like, God, do you have a fucking spidey sense when she's in trouble or like Bella and Edward? Like th- that was really annoying to me. Because <laughs> um, there was like not really one time when she just, she, she did a thing. Well, she like broke Nick's. Yeah, but she kept getting saved. It still was that, not okay. Enough. But that was the one time where she completely did it herself, and it was a huge no. It was a huge triumph because part of the main reason she wanted to train was like t- if she was going to be attacked by him because he was so hostile to her, and she like left him broken in a closet, and she was like, "Have your men go retrieve him." There's no way he's left. Yeah, I still, I still, no, I still was not fond of them by the end of it and i also just hate how he looks at her like property i don't think he sees her as a person i so disagree i don't think so at all um so anyway yeah that it kind of fell flat for me um and then the magic system was weird that was hard for me to understand like power blanket thing yeah how like you were pulling on the energy of the universe and if like you pull too much then you'll explode and i was like i don't quite understand how this works i don't think it's like a literal explosion i know but i still i almost argue that this book would have been better without a magic system i think the political intrigue was way more interesting to me i thought the the whole like system of government and the poison and the alcohol i just thought it would have been better without magic also i'm convinced valak has magic but that's fine um i mean i think it's a i mean they say it more than once that like it's probably a form of magic that he can resist magic yeah and then the other problem that i had was i actually wanted more women in the story i felt like that the men were more dynamic than the women and you and i kind of had a little bit of a conversation about this um pre-podcast but I still felt like that everyone was still kind of a stereotype and not quite a full person. But then even then, I felt like some of the men were stereotypes because of the guards. I don't know. I just was not satisfied. I was hoping that it would get better. And instead, I'm just kind of like, okay, I read the first book. I have no real desire to go read the rest of the series. Like, I'm totally content with how it ended, um, which was one of the small things I was right about, by the way. The fact that she'd have to leave. Yeah. That's it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Or just that small. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, like I said, it's three out of five stars. I still would recommend it to people for like, really for people like you who like the fantasy Mm -hmm. romance, you know, it's a unique world and it is well-written. She's, she's a great writer. Yeah. And I give that to her and, you know, we got into Yelena's head and I really appreciated all of that. And so that's why, like I said, it was a three out of five stars because it was, it was good. It was fine. I'm not griping to read the rest of it though. I like this book a lot because of the poison stuff and the political intrigue and the like um not knowing who's part of the spy network and not knowing who's yeah. part of this like rebellion that is actually the bad guy yeah which is interesting <laughs> um but i also like in the next books how much more about the magic you get yeah because i feel like that maybe in this one it, it it wasn't there a lot which is okay 
you know, and I'm sure that it develops over the course of time, but that this time I was like, I almost could have done without the magic. It wasn't really that necessary. Yeah. I mean, I get that, like, at the end he was sucking the souls of people to get their magic, but, like, it, it was, um... I didn't think it was that necessary. I don't know. I found the other stuff way more interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Than I did about the magic stuff at the end. And maybe that's where the story really started to take the turn was when the magic became more, more prominent. Yeah. And and maybe that's also just because I was having this expectation in my head about this story and it was so political at the beginning and so wrapped in the government and where she belonged in it and who did what and whether it was going to be destroyed and the, and the air and all of that stuff. Also, I kind of called that of the king being or the commander being slightly bad guy because he was being influenced by others. That's I mentioned bullshit. it. Eh, fine, that's I a tried. that's such a cop. Out. I tried, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, it was fine. How did you feel whenever they revealed the um, who was who in terms of the intrigue? Like who was the traitor and who was not and who was part of the spy network? Yeah, it was funny because one of the things that I said was that I, I really liked the Baker guy because he was one of the first people that really liked her and he ended up actually being a part of the Bad Rebellion. He ended up being like the main traitor. Yeah, because he had a gambling debt. So yeah. I like also really it was don't... He was reluctant. Yeah, so he was reluctant, but he did it anyway. And, and like everything that... Almost everything bad that happened to her was... Because of him. Because of him. Yeah. And him trying to pay off his debt. Exactly. And and so I thought that was really interesting. I will say, though, that the minute they revealed his story about his mother and the commander and his reluctance to be a cook, I was like, oh, no, he's bad. And then oh, my heart you? broke a little. Um, so with that one, I, like, didn't have enough information. I'm still not going to be like, oh, I got it right. But, like, no, I didn't. I was way off because I was totally entranced by his charm. And like I said, it wasn't until he revealed the story about his mom and that he, started to that he was the one, like they were the reason he was crippled and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, he don't like them. And while he may have been a reluctant trader, he still was. Yeah. And, uh, and even till the very end till he died. Yeah, he was. And I, I yeah. I, so there was that, um, how about Marg? I thought that was stupid. I thought that was stupid. She's still a bitch and it's whatever. Like that was dumb. Um, I knew that Basil was bad. That was easy. Well, that's obvious <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think it's Brazil, but yeah. Brazil. And then Valak, you know, Valak kind of being the spy master and being loyal to the commander, I thought was actually pretty cool because I love always the examination of loyalty, um, without love and how close can you get to being loyal to someone without loving them? Mm -hmm. And that's just a thing I always find interesting. And I found that that relationship was very prominent with Valak and the commander. And I also think it's really interesting that Valak doesn't know about the commander, and yet, like, Yelena does now. And yeah. you're just like, oh, shit, how does that play out? Um, and it, it's just, um, it, it just, it was, it was fine when they kept revealing it. Um, I was way wrong until I got more clues. And then when I got more clues, I was able to be like, okay, I get where she's going. But you didn't really get clues until, like, 40 percent away through the no book. you you don't you she no she doesn't because nope. as i was reading it near the beginning after our first episode i was like where would have been a better place to stop for us to have a little bit more context and i was like wow really really far not not anywhere close like yeah, no there's no way mm -mm, there was no way that we could get far enough without reading about half of it for me to get any like quote-unquote accurate information but i think that's also what's fun about this podcast is that 
and this concept that we've created is that no I do have to like pull shit out of my ass given what we have you know it and if some books have more revealed in the first five chapters than others then it might have a better twist or a different twist or blah 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 you know and to be honest I didn't call this twist Mm -mm. you know it happened it didn't shock me it more was like the the commander Ambrose yeah that yeah (laughs) that commander Ambrose was born a woman yes and so I I guess you know and it might be a timely thing I wonder right. if it's because it's been 14 years since this was written. And yeah. maybe 14 years ago, it would have shocked me a little bit more. And well, I was kind of mad that it was kind of like a device. But at the same time, I was like, okay, so. And I guess I also didn't realize the prejudices in the community before the commander came. Because the commander was making a specific effort. So I was like, oh, men and women are kind of equal here. And so it didn't it didn't hit quite the same way I think it was meant to. Um, Yeah, I think... I think it's interesting because I do think it that part of the story um, doesn't stand the test of time quite as well just because I think the conversation around um, like transgender or trans people is so different now. But I do think it's interesting. There was one passage that I actually wanted to read. You fools, your commander's a deceiver. You've been lied to for years. The commander's really a woman dressed as a man. And then uh, it says, silence blanketed the room, but the commander's neutral expression never faltered. Soon laughter echoed off the stone walls. Brazil was hauled away amid cheers and jeers. Who would believe believe the ravings of a madman? Obviously no one. And then, so when she said that, I was kind of like, okay, that could be problematic, like the way that was expressed. And then she says, I thought about the jeers. They laughed not because the idea of a woman in power was so ridiculous, but because Commander Ambrose had a powerful presence. His frank, abrupt dealings were so honest and forthright that the thought of him deceiving anyone was laughable. So it wasn't so much that it wasn't so much that he's trans. It was the fact that right. He was a liar. The fact that he could be lying was so laughable. And so I think that was kind of cool because it it I think this story really does. Um. The only person who seems to be concerned about their gender, Commander Ambrose's gender identity is Commander Ambrose. Yes. Um, Like, Yelena's is like, okay, like, whatever, whatever, you know, and and in the whole scene where she brings him back from his like mind place, she convinces him that it's okay to like acknowledge that part of his old life. So I do think that is kind of cool. Um, and probably was pretty, like, good for that time that this was published yeah. 15 years ago. Um, but I do agree that, it like, the impact of that reveal doesn't hold up now. Not in the slightest. Yeah. I don't think. Um, yeah. I, I mean, cool. Like, right. whatever. But that's, that's kind of how it is. And it's not apathetic. Like, I admire the courage behind it and everything. But at the same time, it, it's not something that is as big of a deal when it's revealed like that anymore. And it doesn't have a huge impact on the story other than his fear of magic because he's scared it will reveal him. Yes. Um, he doesn't want to be outed. So that's the only that like, you know, that has a huge political impact because he, you know, outlaws anyone who has magic from his country. Exactly. But, um, but in terms of like the flow of the story, it doesn't have much. No. Which is good. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, I just also think it's funny because I was like, this book ain't LGBTQ friendly. And you were like, ha, 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 internally. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm sure you were. I'm sure the whole, like, your face was great because you didn't give anything away. Yeah, I try really hard to be, like, stone-faced. Well, and I'm not, I'm not really good at reading that anyway, but I, I just was so wrong, guys. I was so wrong. You ready to get into these predictions? No. Get it over with. (laughs) Uh, Does the MC fall in love? Kale's predicted. I think so. With who? I, I want it to be the cook. The, whoever she met. The Brand? Brand? Rained, unless yeah. he's like super old and I missed that, but I don't no, think I so. No, he's not. Um, I, I that I got some sparks from that first one. It's either him or we haven't met him. Okay, I said yes that she falls in love, but I totally came up with this weird, stupid tr- love triangle, which there was not even a love triangle. I know I couldn't quite remember if Rand ever had any romantic interest in her, and he did not. No, he doesn't. There is no love triangle. And then I was mad because I thought that she should end up with one of the guard brothers. I do like them. I love them. They're like Fred and George awesome. Yeah. And like. They're maybe my favorite characters. Me too. Like through the whole series. Me too. And I was like, no, I would much rather have a story about the two of them. And I would much rather her fall in love with the other two. And it's also probably because I just somewhere along the way forgot that Valak wasn't like 40. Yeah, he's like 31 or something. Which isn't bad. It's fine. But in my head, he's like like t- stereotypical mentor. Not like beard and shit, but he was like older and talented. And like, I didn't think about this being like a younger government. And I just right. had it in my head. I was like, no, eh, gross. No, shit. Fuck. Ah. And then instead, it, it he actually was younger, which is fine. Again, no judgment. It's fine. He's still I just, quite a bit old older than her but not yes but we've also read other books that are worse fantasy than that. books tend to they go don't that way really care and so but i still liked the guards better like when he gave her the knife yeah jinko and then but i i liked the other one i think ari is my ari yeah. if i had to pick a romantic interest for her that wasn't Volok, i would pick ari i would too i would so do that but yeah i because he's I, so caring he like cares he for her when so- he's on my love and then yeah, and he's just so nice. And he like is always like, I can tell something's wrong with you. I know. <sighs> but she's going to end up with Valak, and it's stupid. It's a whole Jacob and Edward situation there. Mm-hmm. I Tonks agrees. Yes. Um, no, I, I just, I was sad that she didn't end up with somebody better. Because I also didn't understand her attraction to him. And I thought it was borderline Stockholm Syndrome me. Because, like, for a while he was the only person that she was hanging out with and like he offered her freedom and yet she's still captive and still kind of belongs to him and has to report to him and all this stuff and then it's like oh no wait I'm actually in love with you and it it was it's not again not bad I'm not entirely disapproving of it I just didn't I didn't ship it you didn't ship it I didn't ship it I, I didn't ship it and so it made me sad I shipped it a lot less than other times I've read this book mm-hmm. because I was reading it I kept feeling like Really, nothing is going on here. No. This, like, to build this relationship. Nothing's happening. Like, it was, like, little things. Like, they would, like, meet eyes. And you're like, okay. And then... And he's like, oh, he has a sensitive side because he sculpts cats. Like, <laughs> butterflies. Like, okay. All those cat sculptures. Right. Um, and then there's the scene where she's drunk and she, like, tries to take off his pants. But again, I'm sitting here like, is it just because he's, like, the close... Like, she's getting closest to him? Because yeah. even though she has the friends and the guards... She spends so much time with him. It's like the Rapunzel syndrome of like, this is the first guy I've seen and met. I can see it. And fall in love with. And that's not ever fine, in my opinion. I struggle with it, even though like Rapunzel and 
Flynn Rider are my favorites. You know, it, it's still really hard for me to be like, you don't even know. It's like, but I do think uh, you don't I think, get it. I wouldn't be surprised if I would agree with you if she hadn't made other male friends. Right. Which is why I'm like not completely sold on that opinion. I can be persuaded out of it. But that's what it felt like when I was reading it. Sure. That's what, I, that's what I'm going over is like when I was reading it, I was like, there is nothing here. Like, where is this coming from? Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Also, they gave me no, Maria V. Schneider gave me no reason to fall in love with Valak outside of what Elena was feeling. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. usually when you read the book, you can fall in love with the, with the Jace or the Edward or the, you know, whomever, the book boyfriend. Or the brooding YA hero, as it's called, you know. But but I didn't have any reason to fall for him. Does yeah, that make sense? I think the, like, character traits that were supposed to be endearing and maybe fell flat in terms of, like, forming a reader-to-character romance, <laughs> like, romantic connection, being, like, I'm invested in this person as a romantic character. Um, I think it was supposed to be, like, his loyalty to the commander, which is, is cool and admirable. Yeah, but even then, it's... And his like he's a soldier though. Well, okay, and then his um. And this is a classic thing, and it's something you said earlier, like his protectiveness of her. You know, but that's also a thing I've noticed about me as a person. I don't ever you don't like, like that. or vote for the protective guy. Yeah, it pisses me off. If I didn't already say it at the beginning, when I was like, Yelena doesn't ever save herself, and that's dumb. But I also am not attracted to those type of guys, and I am not – I'm not about that life. Right. That's okay. It's totally understandable, but there is a lot of protective yeah. YA males' romantic interests that we're supposed to fall in love with, and because that's not my deal, it's hard for me to do that. Again, he just kind of falls into that category. Or- he doesn't he, – he doesn't, like – Rain is this evil guy, like, why did she ever end up with him? No, it's just more of, like, he's another one of those, and I'm not the biggest fan of those. Yeah, or it's, like, you know, if even if they have that quality, as long as there's more, yes. you can maybe, you know, adjust the dial there. But he isn't. That's all he does. It's a lot. He's, he's, it's he's a soldier. He he's a protector. He's this master guy. His whole fucking existence is supposed to be around protecting people. Yeah. And that's hard for me to think that he can do anything beyond that. He's got some pretty badass skills, including sculpting cats, but I, I just, I didn't see him evolve into more. And that that's not romantic to me. And I honestly can't remember if it changes over the series. I, I hope it does as a character development. I do feel like, that's something I, I felt too at the end though, as I was kind of, and I knew how it was going to end, obviously. Right. But I was kind of annoyed with the whole like, I can't leave the commander, like... Like, putting his loyalty to the commander above the woman he supposedly loves. Right. In terms of, like, staying with her um, annoyed me because I think that... That, I think, comes from, again, a sense of duty. It's oh, no, again, it definitely does. But yeah, that's what I'm it's, it's that's like another, that soldier thing. It's the reason that soldiers are able to leave their families. Well, it makes... An, it, it, But it also, it just makes his character that much more one-dimensional because he doesn't, yeah. like... There's not a struggle there. He doesn't even consider it. Right. That's 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 what I think it is. Even if he had been like, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do or like whatever. Or had a conversation with her about it. Like, yeah. hey, 
this is something I'm committed to. I want to know what you feel about it. Like I, you know, can we talk about what that would look like? Yeah, exactly. It didn't feel like a relationship, but he just made this decision. It was like, sorry, sucks to suck. You got to be banished and I have to stay. Yeah. So I definitely felt, I definitely agree with you on this reread. I felt a lot less secure in their relationship and I, I would have been just as happy, um, if she had been with Ari me too man he's super sweet and amazing and yeah. and they're like we're gonna go with you we're exactly. gonna follow they you they were ready to go and she was like no yeah. don't go don't give up your lives yeah but spoiler alert they definitely do oh thank god they like follow her and i don't remember if they but wait a second do they become like obsessed with her no they like come to sit and like are with her and like do stuff and he does too every once in a while but like i don't know their friendship i'm definitely more invested in that friendship than i am in her relationship with Bollock down totally okay with that okay let's go to the next question we talked about that one for 10 minutes okay, um, yeah but it was like a main center part of this <laughs> book that is a fantasy is. romance it is it's huge <clears throat> okay so the next question was what tropes do you think you'll see kale said i think there's going to be a rebellion okay and i think she's going to be important to the rebellion somehow right very katniss everdeen very divergent girl on fire that shit like she's she's going to be one of the leading heroines for said rebellion i said love triangles chosen one anastasia stuff and they were all fucking wrong yes i don't think i got a single trope right except the fact that there was going to be a traitor i will say and then i wasn't even right about who the traitor was you were not (laughs) no and yeah and yeah you said something about like a rebellion but and there no, was, but even that was wrong. Yeah, there was you kind of a rebellion. You asked me a specific leading question about whether or not that I think the commander has to be the bad guy. And I was like, no, he has to be the bad guy. That's just how it has to be. And I that's did. not my exact words, but you totally asked me that leading question. And then I remembered that question when we were reading the book. And I was like, God damn it. She asked that on purpose. I did. I did. I and was I trying to be nice. Even, yeah, no, there was no... Oh, fuck me. Yeah, no, I don't think I got to see... Because she's, she's not a chosen one. She's not... Well... At least yet. Yeah, so... Does she become one? She's not... Please tell she's me, not, I'm not going to read the rest of the series. Okay, so the, in the second book, they go and find her brother. Okay. Because they go back to her people, and yeah, they're like... Yeah, they mentioned that. They're they were like, like, you're part of this, like... The oh, Zoltana. I that, we- that woman was weird. She was just... She felt like just a device character. Yuri's, oh, she's super big in the next few books. Okay, good. Because she the- become the magic mentor I was thinking about? Yeah. Okay. So there's four main magicians up there, and she's the one that um, tutors Yelena. Nice. So... They go and they find Yelena's family, and I think only her brother's alive still. And he's like, oh, my God, because he lost her when they were in the jungle together. And, like, she disappeared, and he was the one who was supposed to be watching her. So oh, he's had fuck. this whole complex the whole time. The kind of chosen one thing that happens is that she had, ends up be, having a very rare kind of magic. Okay. So she is a soul something. Volok says the word in the close to the beginning of the book, and I'm forgetting what it is. Um, and I'm not going to look it up right now. That but just feels lame. It's like a, like, um. Is that why she could, like, venture into the dreams of yeah. the, yeah, okay. She's like a soul caller or something like that. Like a soul searcher. So, yeah, somebody correct me on it. But, um, yeah, so she has the ability to, like, manipulate people in a certain way. And, yeah. Like, yeah, so that ends up being oh, what makes her special. Oh, that's why they couldn't see her. Not because... She was fast, like I predicted, but because she manipulated them to look away from her. Yeah. Fuck. So it's, God, I it's, was so wrong, guys. I was so wrong. But that's I not revealed. Right, but I was also right about the specific types of magic, that they're all different. Duh. 
You're not going to give me that one? <laughs> well, I mean, there are, but like... There's the not master, like schools of magic. Like the master magicians like do a lot of them kind of thing. <sighs> I think they have Fine. like different... God, guys, uh, this was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, so no love triangle. No love triangle. At all. Not really a chosen one, at least in this book. Um, no Anastasia shit. No, no. Yeah, just, I don't think she. No. I don't think she gets any of her memories back either when she goes home. I just was not. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you have to move on to the next question because I don't have anything <laughs> else to say other than the fact that I was wrong. You know, and I, wait, I will say, I I don't, other than, like, the protective brooding hero trope, I don't think I saw so many of them. There's not a lot. Which I was actually pretty proud of, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think it's a pretty unique story. Yeah, I did too, and that's why I gave it credit. It wasn't until the end that I was starting to feel like, oh, dear God, like, please stop. And I think it, again, other than maybe their relationship, that's the only like trope I see. But again, I'm not fully sold on the fact that she's so damsel in distress and he's so protective. I keep going back to Bella and Edward because that's what it reminds me of. Um, because there's a line in Twilight about satellites. And this was when I know I, when I knew I had to break up with a boyfriend because my mom said that he was like a satellite to me. And I was like, nope, I don't want that shit. I don't want that. (laughs) And, um, it was not a compliment. And uh, and how he turns towards her, or he's like a flower, and he leans towards mm. her in the sun, and that's not appealing to me. But I'm not 100 percent sold on the fact that that's how it turns out. Does that make sense? Like there yeah. are, there are at least healthy parts of their relationship. I'm still not quite sure how much percentage wise it is still healthy, but it's okay. Well, and I do know like she goes to Sitya and she like trains in magic and she becomes really strong and she finds out all the things about herself. So, and it's been a long time, again, since I've read these books. No, but again, I'm glad. I just, like I said, there were just seedlings of this relate type of YA relationship that I was not a big fan of. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is there a mentor? If so, who and how did they meet? Kale said. Yeah, Valak. All right. He's totally, yep, Valak is totally going to be the mentor. I also would not be surprised if he had his own weird magic. Okay. I know he has a lot of skills and that's clear. Right. He's like some secret agent somebody somewhere. Okay, I was right that Valak was that mentor. Yeah. Um, You just didn't expect him to also be the love interest. No, I did not. Because I can't think of the last time I've had a mentor be a love interest in a book. Unless it's Numair. And you thought he was old. I did. I also thought he was old. Numair was kind of her. Yeah. Yeah. He was her magic mentor. That also reminds me a lot of the two of them. It's very Dane Numair. Yeah. It is very Dane Numair. Not yeah. the context of it at all, but... No, but it is still very much like them. But I think Dana Newmary had an even larger age gap. They did have a large age gap. Much larger. He's like 30-something. She's like 14. No, he's... He's like 28 and she's like 14. Yeah, but they don't When like... they meet, but then they don't actually start becoming romantic interests until she's 18. Right. Thank- like, they made it legal. Yeah. <laughs> in Thanks our more. standards of society. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that's the last I can think of that, like, mentor became love interest. But then she also um, had... But then she also had the magic like, mentor, which I did say when she left. I did mention that. I yeah. w- you, that one you got to give me. Because yeah. she when she leaves, which is what one of the things that I said happened at, at the end of the book, that she kind of fails. She doesn't fail her mission. Of, but she does have to leave. But she does have to leave. And I, sa- I said she was going to be forced to leave and all that. And so when she is, then I said, then in the next books, that's when she's going to learn magic. And that's when she's going to develop. And so I was right about that part. Mm-hmm. 
um, guys, I'm grasping at straws here. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. But she also had mentors in Ari, Jenko, and Marie. She did, which was also interesting that there were kind of multiple mentors yeah. in this. And that when they became the mentors, Valak became more of a romantic interest. Yep. It was like she, he was her mentor for the first third mm-hmm. about poisons. And that was kind of all they were. And then when she started learning to fight and defend herself, he was no longer her mentor, but became more of a romantic interest. And yeah. Which is though something I also don't think I've seen that that like multiple mentors from like multiple disciplines, except maybe, you know, Harry Potter. I know that Dumbledore is considered the mentor, but in my head, I always like his professors, Lupin, McGonagall. Do you know how many times McGonagall saves his ass? Like Snape, maybe. That's not not chew on my words there. God, that's another podcast run of the day. Flitwick, even. You know when Flitwick, Flitwick comes and gives him those candies for defying Ubridge and is like, shh, and then he runs away. And like, you know, there there are moments. <laughs> that is such a deep pull reference. I love it. What? It's one of my favorite moments in the, all the books because it gives Flitwick so much cred. That's funny. That and when he's nice to Hermione about the charms and at the, the cheering charms. Yeah, fuck me. I can pull deep from Harry Potter. Well, it's also kind of like the another one where I kind of consider it having like multiple mentors is like avatar the last airbender you yeah know, like that's another one yeah things that have that we're training in this and then we're going to the next thing we're training in this we're not going speaking to speaking of thing. which the original creators from avatar the last airbender are creating a live action series on netflix i saw what the fuck i'm very excited i i'm so nervous just because then my original... fucked it up but it's the original people so it's gonna be okay yeah it's the original people they can't well they could uh, they could but we'll see but it looks really cool i know i'm so excited Anyway, next question. Uh, yeah, let's see. Next question was, who's going to die? I was wrong about this, too. I totally thought Valak was going to die, and instead it was the Baker kid. Rand. Thank you. Like Anne Rand. That's how I should remember it. Um, yeah, that was it. And some random ass Some random people. Random people. Nobody important. Yeah. Well, I guess the creepy... The creepy dude. Magician guy died. Yeah, he died. Who ended up being the villain. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was wrong about that. I totally thought Valak was going to bite it. I really did. Maybe he will bite it, and then she can end up with Ari later. No, I just, damn nope, it, damn it's it. not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm just going to stop. We're just going to stop. I do want to, uh, am I getting, I think I'm getting this book conflated, or this series conflated with another series that I really like. I definitely am. Because I was, the other series? Um, the Air Awakened series by Elise Kova that I've told you to read before. Um, it's yes. about the, it's the one about the librarian the girl is like a librarian and then she oh yeah saves the prince because she has magic or whatever yes um not the dragon one no dragons or dragon people no same author though yes I, that's what i said i, I recognize yeah. the name yeah um but in that one she's torn between like her magic mentor who's very volic and this soldier guy who's her best friend at some point and I'm getting it conflated with the story, and I don't think that does happen. I in don't the story. think, from the looks of it all, they're they're gonna have a very Hermione Harry relationship. Is what's gonna happen there? Yeah, that sucks. I'm not a Harry Hermione fan. I just, I just still feel like that Ari treats Yelena better than Valak right. is ever going to. Just write some fanfic. I should. <laughs> I should. I haven't been writing anything lately. Um, <laughs> should write some fanfic. And then turn it into my own story and be E.L. James. Um, or don't. I just threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, okay, so what's the twist? Kale said. She discovers she's the long-lost princess of something. 
The only thing I got close to was that there was a traitor. Yep. There was a traitor. So you there got was a traitor. So I got that, but I got it was wrong, and I got and I didn't get how little impact it was going to have. Yeah. Because it didn't fucking they already matter. Knew. It like it didn't. It was not the big twist. Well, and Bollock already knew, so it was yeah. Like, so it, it wasn't. It had impact on her because it ruined her relationship with Rand. Yes, but I still don't think that it even had the biggest impact on the story because no. like it was solved in like three seconds, and then we forgot about Rand. Well, and then he just keeps betraying her though, and he's like, "I'm well, so I know, sorry." But then like even when that happens, he just dies, and there's still like a good fourth of the book left to go. That doesn't really matter. Um, I will also though say. Um, oh, this was the other thing I called. Butterflies dust. Fucking placebo. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's I right. I nailed that shit. Kinda. I mean, it's not a placebo. I don't kinda. It's not a placebo, but that's, it isn't poison. That's what I said. Yeah. I said it wasn't poison. Yes. No, I agree with you. You got that one. I'm glad you got that one. I am I too. was really excited when you got that. I was <laughs> like, hey, she like, got one. <laughs> I also was like, so what about butterfly dust? And you were like, oh, it's totally fake. Oh, it's totally but fake. But I had to like lead you into it. But that's okay. Well, it's it's not something it's that not, I thought of. It's not a major plot point. Initially, yeah, yeah. It was something that like you had to prompt me with it. But no, it was totally fake. Yep. Um, that was yes. good. That was fake. Obviously was didn't good. get the twist about Commander Ambrose. No, I didn't get the twist about the Commander. Um, did I think, though, I also did mention that like the bad guy was sucking magic though somewhere along those lines and i might have to go back and pull the audio clip we'd have to look because i don't remember yeah that, but, but i because i was thinking about it and i was like i feel like i said something along those lines i said something about sucking <laughs> <laughs> i'm throwing up the finger to you right now jesus welcome to my home <laughs> um yeah so Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. i don't care um jesus christ <laughs> um no i i I, there, there was one more thing about twists that I said. I said the big twist is going to be that she was like the princess and the chosen one, and that obviously was just totally not like wrong. just God so wrong. The and only thing she was chosen for was that Brazil hated her because he she killed his son, so he targeted her. Right, that so was she it. Was the target well, of a lot okay, of attacks. I also need to know was the one thing I could not fucking figure out was was the ghost actually a ghost or did she just make that shit up? No. It's real because okay, she's because, a soul person. Right. Because I wasn't sure because the way that she describes it in the book is if he's like actually fucking Yeah, there, he's like manipulating the stuff. Yes. Okay, great. Because there's actually magic. Yeah. I'm so glad I actually, I, I know I didn't say it like prediction wise on the podcast, but I'm really glad I was right about that because that also is interesting to me. That the whole time about her defeating those demons in, you know, literal yeah. now with these ghosts. I also have a thing for ghosts. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why. But I've always liked ghosts, not ghost stories, like creepy ones, but like ghosts in stories. Ghosts in stories. And so when he started talking to her more, not just as like some phantom of her own creation, I was like, wait a second, there's magic in this world. Is it possible that he's actually torturing her? And at the end, especially, I was like, yes, this is true. But I wanted to double check with you because I wasn't. I was 100% there. I was like 90% there. Yeah. So he definitely is real. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to get the actual name for the her kind of magic because I cannot. I'm sorry. There was a YouTube video and it said Delina and Bollock and it just has a half naked man. It's like super strong with black hair. And I'm like, please stop. That's gross. Um, Let's see. No. Yeah. I. He was. That part was. A soul finder. Soul finder. Yeah. That part was really interesting to me. 
Yeah. So he is he is real. Um, cool. She can basically like commune with the dead and like. That's awesome. She ends up going to this like demon fire realm where she almost gets trapped, and that's pretty cool. I'm telling you, you should just read the books. Whatever. Okay, but this one was not as intriguing to like make me want to continue. The magic is cool. I felt like I read two different stories. Yeah. Honestly, I do agree that this like it plot felt like has two, two arcs. Right. Yeah. It, like it ended. It it was weird. It was like this. It was like an M almost. It was like. I feel like her getting, thing falling. Yeah. Also, that was another thing I called is that like she killed him out of, yeah, defense and revenge esque. Right. That she did not do it out of like in cold blood murder. She totally right. was like, "You hurt me, I will kill you." And he, that was a graphic scene. So like trigger warning for anybody because that's a that's a harsh rape scene there. Yeah. That's not the harshest I've ever read. It's not super descriptive, but it's hard to read. But it's hard to read. It's very visceral. You, yeah. It's, you can feel it, yeah. I, and, I, and I do want to say, I don't think she killed him. At, she didn't kill him out of self-defense, so she no. wasn't lying then. But I, what she and what she says later is that she killed him to save her sisters, like yes. the girls that were in the orphanage with Which her. Which I also said was like one of the things. It was self-defense, yeah. I hurt you, or like we have to protect for somebody else. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and that was so sad at the end about the one sister who like has lost her brain know, and can't. So oh sad. God. I was really glad it wasn't both. Me too. But still. And ugh. you, like, get to know the other one a little better because they, like, travel together. But Yeah, still. Oh, that was rough. Yeah, there's definitely... This book is dark, and it yeah. goes it goes some pretty dark places. It's not YA. No. You know, it's not YA. It's totally new adult. And oh. I know that we had that conversation again off podcast. We try really hard not to do that, guys, but we, like, hung out and had dinner the other night, and we were like, I just finished it, and I had to say something, or otherwise I was going to explode. And so we only mentioned some little things. But that was that was one thing we talked about, is that this, I don't think this is YA. And I know that YA didn't exist. It didn't. No, I mean, YA existed. New Adult didn't exist. Oh, right. Excuse me. New Adult didn't exist in 2005. But So I would put this book in New Adult now, but we still don't shelve New Adult. I would not put this on YA shelves. But I would like to point out that there are many YA books that deal with the same topics yeah I don't know why though I I still wouldn't put those I I don't think Court of Thorns and Roses should be YA but that's not what I'm saying I'm saying books that have to do that do deal with rape and abuse there are a lot of YA books that deal with those topics I'm not saying it's a content thing I'm saying she's 19 she doesn't technically belong in YA okay so you're saying based on her age yeah okay and the yeah because that's the rule, isn't it? Well, because we were talking about somebody was telling me the other day that some people consider like teen YA from 13 to 20. And if you're 21 and older, then that's new adult. And I was like, that's bullshit. It's like when you go to college. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're not in high school anymore. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, but I, because we were talking about how dark the story was. So I thought that's what you were saying. Sorry. No, I, you segued without me. Yes. It's dark because it's dark and she's 19. I would not put it in YA. So on that same topic of it being new adult, I remembered the sex in this book wrong. I yeah, there's no sex. They have sex. They have sex, but it ain't descriptive. No. And I remember- It's a fade to black sex. It's absolutely fade to black. And I didn't remember it that way. Like, I remembered it being described. Did they have sex later then? I don't- I think I might again be complaining it with the Liskova novels. Maybe. Because I don't know. But I remember when they said it, I was like, man, Allison, the most graphic thing in here was the- rape 
scene and that there was that sex scene in the in the cell under the bench oh, was to, like Ugh. how gross i don't know but it was so nasty i was like Ugh. and she also just like spent a whole day puking her guts out no thanks no thanks yeah no thanks. when i in my head i remembered the scene where she's drunk and she like tries to like oh. feel him up being more than that yeah more no. than him being like bye i did also like that he respected her oh yeah in a way he was like that was cool go to sleep especially for 2005 well, and he wasn't even like, we'll do this again. We'll do this later or something. He was just like, you're drunk. Go to sleep. <laughs> he was like, like, you're drunk. Go home. Good night. Yeah. Close his door. <laughs> Doesn't look back. Nope. Um, but yeah, I remember. Until it's 3 a.m. when you magically don't have a hangover and you need water. Yeah. And somehow you can stand up. Yeah. I don't know why, but I definitely thought there was more like the descriptive sex. Maybe I was. No, but that's what's also fun about this that side of the podcast yeah. is remembering things you thought you remember. Like, you know, not every book I pull out is going to be Fault in Our Stars where I can quote it. You know what I mean? This is us yeah. getting to go back and explore other books that we love, except mm-hmm. the two I would have picked are rather recent, but it's fine. Well, and, and later then... I'll pick books that are a little bit more obscure and dear to my heart, and I hope you don't ruin them. <laughs> another she thing, laughs maniacally sweet <laughs> jesus another thing though is when i read this last i didn't read romance novels yeah that's true so i'm also probably like my maybe perception, you thought it was more yeah so my perception of like what is a certain level of like sex in a book is so different now <laughs> because romance novels are like only sex and yep. books um anyway we have sex. more questions let's get to them okay um oh wait there's more there's, i haven't stalled successfully more. yet there's two more Fuck we're me. almost an hour into this recording jesus christ okay why is the story from the mc's perspective or why are they important kale said she's the princess okay. no i they really i think that she's some sort of important person that is going to bring about change again to the society i still don't know i said that it was because she was the chosen princess one, but I don't really actually know why it's from her perspective. But I, wait, actually, no, I just had an epiphany. It's because she's a soul finder. Yeah. That's exactly why. It's We just don't know yet. We just don't know why. So in the, at the end of this book, I didn't know, but now that you've told me in this podcast that she's a soul finder, it's because she's a soul finder and because she has rare magic and because she's able to use that, like, empathy power shit to connect with people and help them with their problems and things. Yep. Yes? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so it's definitely I predicted because that, she's... right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> what am I at? Like now, like four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's why, like I said, I maybe later we can come up. Maybe later we can come up with a system somehow, like a point system at the end. You know how, like at the P- at the end of system. yeah, but like at the end of PS, I hate this movie. They do them via high goals. And it's like one being the worst and or five being the worst and one being not so bad. Um, I wonder if like later as we develop this again, because this is only the third book. So the third cycle of podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, podcast episodes that we can come up with some rating system or something like that, um, like a percentage gauge or I don't know. We originally had this one idea about money, like how much we would bet that we were correct on it. And yeah, I don't want to do that. No. Even we're like fake Monopoly money, money. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um. We are too poor. That's why we're spending our time doing podcasts. <laughs> we're both in the book world. So, yeah. So it's from her perspective because she's a soul finder. Um, but again, that doesn't come out. I don't even know if. Is it book two? It's got to be book it's two. It's magic two, study. But it might be. Like at the end? Close to the end. Yeah, okay. Because um, what are the titles? Now that I'm curious. So I'm going to go look. Poison study? Magic Wait, wait, wait. I want to see if you can get this right. I know them. Yeah, oh, well. 
Go ahead. Poison Study, Magic Study, Fire Study are the, the original trilogy. Those are the ones I've read. I haven't read the other three. Shadow Study, Night Study, Dawn Study, and then there are actually... There's novellas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Assassin Study, which actually might be interesting. It's about Volok, isn't it? Yeah. Then there's Power Study, which is about Ari and Janko. Ooh. So that they're would the be power interesting. Twins. Mm-hmm. And That's then the there's Ice Study, which is the prequel to Shadow Study. Okay, so I haven't read any of those, so I don't know. And that's it. Yeah, and then I also... I would be interested in Power Study. Yeah. I would read that about those boys. I would also say you might like some of her other series better because they don't have... They have the same kind of uniqueness that this story does where you're not going to see a lot of tropes. But I think they depend less on the protector romance. Um, again it's not a bad thing it's just not my preference right no yeah and it's not my preference in romance novels that's not where i'm at with it it's not my thing so like spyglass sea glass storm glass so that's the glass one and it's like and then there's healer and insider healer is probably my favorite cool of the series i love poison study but that one's really really good too yeah all right Um, what's the last question last question is the general one what are your other thoughts other stories that you this reminds you of Kale said. I kept saying Throne of Glass, and it's actually nothing like fucking Throne of Glass. Like, only the beginnings, I think. Yeah, only because it's like assa- an assassin is in it. Yeah, but, she, you know, but I also think it's, 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 she doesn't even enter a competition. It's literally just the start of a girl gets pulled out of prison to do something for the government in charge. Yeah, it's like. The, That's it. Yeah. That's the only thing. It's the inciting. Yeah. Now that I've read it, the stories that it reminds me of. I do have a Twilighty feel from it just because of the romance, which then also makes me think of. But what's weird is I don't think of Numere and Dane. Dane as Edward and Bella E. But I think of this. I think it's two different things in my head because it's the mentor into love interest thing with Numere and Dane. Yeah. And then which is from Wild Magic. Oh, yeah, we're just referencing, yeah, we're these, just characters referencing without... these characters and nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> like, it's obviously, Trump's are tall. Well, it's just because we're obsessed. <laughs> yep. But, and then Bella and Edward be in the romance protectorness of it. Because okay. even Numair, I don't think, is that protector really of Dane. He is later, but, like, in the beginning, he's kind of like, you're a little nuthead. Also, Dane is, like, more powerful than Numair in terms of her own magic. Yes. And they're very different, like, separate. So... Yeah. I think that doesn't come through as much. I think that's the same in this book, but it doesn't come through as much. Right. So I think of that. Um, I don't know why, but it made me think of Queen of the Tearling. Mm, haven't read it yet. Which you haven't read and is on the list of potential books to read on and this that's podcast. that's our next book. No, it's probably not. <laughs> no, it's not. We're taking a break from fantasy. Um, are you surprised? Nope. Yep. Uh, I thought so. So, no, Queen of the Tailing, because that one is also very political and very intricately woven into the government system with a side of magic. Like, that's, it's the same type of thing that I got until about two-thirds of the way through this book. And the same thing happens in Queen of the Tearling, without spoiling too much for you, is that, like, the magic becomes more prominent later in the books than it is in the first one. Mm -hmm. So that's what I feel a kinship to those. Um, and again, a government system that, yeah, so that's, that's the only other thing is that it, it reminds me of the Queen of the Tearling because of those reasons. It, uh, t- but otherwise, it like doesn't really follow tropes and it doesn't really follow some normal YA stuff. Maybe it follows some other fantasy adult books, maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't, oddly, I haven't read enough. 
I honestly haven't read a ton of adult fantasy, but it has, it, I mean, it is a really unique story and I think yeah. the structure of the world is unique. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I definitely love that it's a militant. The closest to the, world. the struct, the militant structure is Ember in the Ashes as far as I Yeah, that's know. about it. Yeah. And, that's and I did mention that, that it was did. kind of similar to, to that. You did. Okay. Yeah. So that. Yeah. I'm out of questions, right? Yeah. I get to done being tortured. Can I turn it over now? You've officially finished. Yes, I'm done. All right. So. uh, So if you liked this podcast, write us five stars. Are you gonna tell me? Of course, I'm gonna tell you the book. I was trying to like build up some tension or something. Okay. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I'm ready. Like you're so ready. Um. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for joining us uh, this month as we read Poison Study. Um give us five stars rate us on itunes and all those places i uh, really appreciate it um follow us on social yeah. i changed our um ats so they're all the same now so yeah Yay! yeah so just novel prediction novel prediction at twitter and instagram love it yay love it love it um and you'll get a little preview of this episode on there and i am really excited for next month um so next month you're reading a contemporary Okay. Okay. I'm scared. I've been really excited to reread this book. It's been on my list to reread because the movie's coming out in October. Uh, Thug? Yep. We're reading <gasps> The Hate You Give. Oh, no. Uh! It's really because the movie's coming out and I really want to reread it before the movie. So I'm going to make you torture. I do want to read that book, but oh my God. Fault in the Stars is harder. Actually, you know, maybe not. Oh my God. You said you would take it easier on me. Yeah, I'm sorry. The movie's coming out. Fine. It's It's it's, fine. The ending is more hopeful. Uh Uh-huh. Yay. (laughs) Um, How long is that book? I don't know. It's long. I know. (laughs) This one in our stars was at least short. Nope, this one's longer. Um, 444 pages. Uh, what? I'm sorry. This is the... 400. Or, well, it's 444. Of contemporary pain. You'll be great. Okay. You're going to be awesome. I'll stop You're complaining so I can complain more next time. It's going to be awesome. So we're really excited. Um, please join us if you want to reread Thug before the movie comes out. I think it's a perfect opportunity. I think it's a great timing for it. And Allison's never read it. I've never read it, but I do know a lot about it. That's okay. Okay. Because, I mean, that's been so popular and you loved it so much. Yeah. But so we'll just get a little bit more specific. Maybe I'll just be really good at my predictions. I don't care. I want to reread the book. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, well, we're going to head out. Uh, Thanks for listening, and keep making novel predictions. We'll see you in two weeks when we read The Hate You Give. Bye. Bye.